You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, Locked On Browns, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Appreciate everybody who takes their time to make Locked On Browns your first listen, day in, day out. Victory Monday. Uh, it's nice to get back to these episodes. Um, hopefully, we'll be stringing together a couple of Victory Sundays here over the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, but the Browns did what they needed to do today. Um, a lot of injuries and players out. Another round of COVID, as everybody knows. Offense limited as far as the running game. Baltimore, once again, sold out. But you're in survive and advance mode. And now one game separates the entire AFC North with four to play. Uh, everybody's in it. Everybody has the opportunity. We'll see how it plays out. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith is in the house. Pete, I think the easiest way to start with this is you're not going to hang it in the Louvre by any means whatsoever, but you're certainly not going to give it back. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I mean, look, the thing that couldn't happen didn't happen. They didn't lose. They they get to play on for another week. And as much as it would have been, you know, great if the Browns, you know, what, had what amounted to be a statement win and they were able to complete it, that would have been great. But losing this game would have been – a complete and utter disaster in terms of mm-hmm. what this team is trying to do, what they're trying to build, even whether or not they're playoff viable or not, it doesn't really matter. It's entirely about, you know, who this team is going forward. And they showed enough grit and character to ultimately win this one. Uh, you know, obviously carrying the defense, carrying them in the second half uh, quite a bit, but they had to get a win and it didn't matter what it was going to take uh, to, to get it. That's the thing here, Pete. And it seems so weird. And, you know, we can get to this a little bit further as we go on. It feels so weird to talk about, you know, oh, the defense again. Oh, the defense again. Oh, the defense again. We know the offensive struggles. We certainly do. And, I, you know, I guess if we're here, we'll actually start on the defense. But, Pete, you, you see the development. And, you know, today, and I know you had a little bit of concern. I certainly had some concern with Ronnie Harrison not playing, with Anthony Walker uh, obviously out with, you know, the COVID issues and you get into this, um, but miles Garrett, and I gotta be honest, Pete, it's crazy that this is the first time miles has had this, you know, the sack, the strip and the score, you know, phenomenal effort on his part, Jadavian Clowney and the statistical output will never meet what the hype was around Jadavian Clowney, but you see what still has so many people enamored an interested in player, the motor, it's electric. You get Jacob Phillips in there today. Granted, not all great, you know, penalty that, you know, I mean, look, guy slides, you can't hit him. It's just that simple, Jacob Phillips. But yet another guy on the field, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, just the absolute blend of intelligence, athleticism, and want to, as far as a tackler, I, I can't say enough good things about this defense. Do I agree with the way they handled the approach over the last quarter and a half, not so much. And I don't even care Pete so much necessarily about prevent defense, but good Lord, if there's one thing we know about playing the Ravens is 
For God's sake, can somebody cover Mark Andrews? Yeah, I didn't really hate the the idea that they were they were trying to basically keep them in bounds and tackle them. Um, you, you you sort of get frustrated by by some of the you know the chunk plays they gave up there, particularly when you've got them in in third and twenty and you give up fourteen yards. That that one's you know you keep them in bounds and all that's wonderful, but the clock at that point really didn't matter. It was entirely about uh, making sure that play didn't happen. And and there was an entire drive where the Browns defense was reeling uh, and just wasn't there uh, ready to line up, let alone stop anything. And, and it felt like that was a point where maybe they needed a timeout, but whether that was, you know, evidence that they were missing some of these guys like uh, Anthony Walker and Ronnie Harrison and, and having to play younger guys like Jacob Phillips, who, who, has been back like 15 minutes made one great play by the way, but uh, just was completely overwhelmed uh, in general, but they, they just, that, that was a spot where you sit there going, this is, this is not a good situation. Uh, and and it, it culminates in a touchdown. They ultimately do regain their footing a little bit by preventing the two point conversion, but they had some of those situations in the second half where, where it was troubling. Uh, but the thing is like, you know, I will not be surprised if people come out and go, oh, the Browns, you know, look good against the backup quarterback. Like Tyler Huntley is a good quarterback. Like I, you know, if you're, if you're going into this and going, uh, you know, Tyler Huntley, you know, you should be able to crush him. There were some angles that were taken on pass rushes that weren't very good, that were frustrating. Tack McKinley had one, he should have killed him and his angle is poor. But between dodging in and out, of defenders on a couple of runs and then making some absolutely perfect passes on others. He's not easy to defend. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson in, in the bigger picture. The Browns don't have to deal with him anymore, but from their playoff perspective, um, <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if they're able to win games and stay in the hunt uh, or, or continue where they're at with Tyler Huntley. He's, he's pretty good. The fumbles were bad, but overall he was more than good enough to win that game. And look, that's what happens when you get, you know, inexperienced quarterback on the field and, you know, yes, he ran well, but you know, not everybody has the electricity uh, that Lamar Jackson does. And, you know, kudos to Tack McKinley, obviously three hits on the quarterback today, you know, Miles Garrett with the strip score and the fumble, you know, Clowney in there as well. Um, it was nice to see all three of them come together today. Pete, the Lamar thing was kind of weird because I mean, and they kept going back to it. I don't know if it looked like it was that serious of a hit, you know, and who knows, maybe it's the heel, maybe it was the ankle, maybe it was both feet certainly, you know, turned out advantageous for the Browns. But I mean, for the little we saw of Lamar today with this offense, it seemed like the Ravens offense had a little bit more juice when Huntley was in there and, you know, whatever it is, it is. And, you know, maybe, you know, Baltimore, look, everybody wants to talk about the Browns issues but Baltimore probably isn't thinking they're supposed to be here either. Uh, so the way it worked out and it was just, you know, it was, I gotta be honest when I first saw it, the first, you know, I didn't think, Oh, Lamar's out of the game. I thought, Oh, maybe Lamar just doesn't have overdrive today. Uh, I had the same reaction you did. I, th I thought the Browns were better with Lamar in the game. Um, I think, Maybe look, it's because they yeah. were fresher. They just did this, you know, and yeah, I mean, film you, all week for two weeks on it. Yeah. You've been practicing for this guy for three weeks. You know, there, there's definitely a part of that. But the other part of that is, 
Lamar Jackson is trying to do things he shouldn't be doing on offense. For example, the first drive of the game, they run that sort of uh, that jet motion uh, on third and five, and he keeps the ball. If he gives it, I don't know if they get the first down, but it certainly looked better than what he did. He kept the ball and, and got killed. Like those are the type of decisions where you're seeing more and more out of this. And, and you know, the Ravens are obviously a, a hugely Lamar centric offense in general, but as the injuries have piled up, the more and more he's putting on himself and it's becoming a problem. Like whatever you want to say about Tyler Huntley, he trusted his, his teammates. Like all of a sudden Rashad Bateman was a, was a playmaker in this game that, that, you know, Greedy Williams did his best, but he was just beat on a couple situations that were Rashad Bateman just made plays and ultimately led to one of their, one of their touchdowns. So, you know, I, I think the Browns probably would have been in better shape if Lamar stayed in the whole game. Tyler Huntley's, arm in addition he may not be as electric but his arm and his willingness to sort of get away from plays that aren't going well ultimately made a big difference now again look miles garrett gets the 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 sack fumble touchdown off of huntley but i i I still think just in the moment that huntley was sort of the better option for that and and i do think it 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 caught i don't want to say sort of changed how the Browns played, but it, it did seem like they weren't as comfortable playing him. And then they just sort of nibbled away at that lead. I mean, they got field goal before the half field goal coming out of the third quarter and, and just getting small bits until they were able to start taking bigger bites with touchdowns later and giving themselves a chance to win. So uh, it was interesting to me that with Huntley, you saw more of the Ravens offense and with Lamar, you've, you've sort of seen less of it. It's just so much more Lamar that, if you tackle him, you win. And if anybody listened to the crossover episode uh, this week, you know, when I talked with Kevin Ostriker, host uh, Locked On Ravens, uh, there's certainly some issues going on with the Ravens. Look, there's issues going on, you know, with a lot of teams right now. And, you know, maybe the Ravens obviously, you know, looking like they are underachieving. You know, maybe it's, you know, time for a change. And to use the old adage, maybe it's a time for change just for change's sake. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but I, I was I was surprised Lamar was out for the game. And, you know, Huntley, certainly it brought in a, an element of we don't truly know who this player is. You know, we haven't watched a ton of film on him. Granted, there was only the start against Chicago. And it's not like he was a world beater that day. Ravens did win that day. Um, but we're going to get to the offensive side here. There were some things, I think, that were good today. I think there were some things that everybody's going to be, you know, upset about but I don't think it's going to be an issue going forward. We'll get to all that. Victory Monday, Locked On Browns, host Jeff Lloyd, Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith in the house. Look, a little bit of woosa as we get a little bit closer to Saturday against the Las Vegas Raiders. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and get a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before as you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. And no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. 
You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible, devices required, content varies by package. Offensively, Pete, I think, you know, Baker was efficient early. He was smart early, started first pass of the game at Austin Hooper drop. And then you hear the boo birds after a three and out. You can only can control what you can control as a quarterback. Ended up 22 or 32. But Pete, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and this is something that absolutely needs to happen. And for Anthony Schwartz, it's not a question now of getting back to the team. It's the fact that you're a rookie. You haven't played a ton. You've missed a month. The only option they have right now to scare defenses vertically is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Maybe David Njoku certainly was not an option today. But Donovan Peoples-Jones, five for 90, I guess it was. The catch where the flag was thrown, absolutely insane. Um, you know, I didn't even realize to like the third take that him actually having his feet in bounds was a possibility. So phenomenal effort on his part. Baltimore, look, this is you're we said this, you're not going to go away with from what you did when you only held the Browns to 10 points two weeks ago. You were going to sell out versus the run. Losing Kareem early, and maybe Pete has it. I don't have it yet exactly where Kareem is at. That was a difficult blow to overcome. But, you know, maybe it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because, you know, Baker, to his credit, whatever you guys want to give him, there's been times where he's been really accurate. And for the most part today, he was. Um, and you know, Landry, Austin Hooper, uh, and you know, obviously Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, again, they did enough, Pete. Granted, the 24 with, you know, and you only scored that with maybe about 37, 38 minutes into the game, but it held true. Well, look, I think the Browns came out with a really smart plan uh, where they were utilizing their best 11 players on offense, which happened to be a lot of running backs and basically no receivers other than Donovan Peoples-Jones and Jarvis Landry. And they did a couple things that I thought were smart, um, spreading them out to try to see how they'd match up. Uh, They got some cheap yardage doing that. They created some spacing doing that, just trying to confuse them. The Browns wanted to keep them in base defense as much as possible, uh, just as they did in the first game. And they used motion more effectively. I think they took advantage of the bye week to try to clean up some of those things. Uh, The (laughs) self-scouting? Well, I mean, I I think they were just – I don't know if it was a trust thing or what, but it just seemed like all they were doing for a while uh, was tight end shifts. And all of a sudden they were using motion to create some windows and and some other things. And – and Baker Mayfield took advantage of the, of the windows that were given to him. Uh, and then Kareem Hunt goes down. Uh, fortunately, you know, the Browns are able to rally and continue that drive and get in the end zone. They're able to uh, c- continue creating without him. And then I think you get to a point, particularly in the second half, and it, it became just painfully obvious how much, the Browns don't have when they're missing Kareem Hunt, when they're missing David Njoku, when they're missing Harrison Bryant. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones flashes ability. He's one you got to keep your eye on to see where he can go. Hopefully the groin issue is better. Um, That probably was making a bigger difference than we'd like to admit. Uh, He made a couple of great plays uh, in terms of his hands, and they they took a couple of shots with him just to see if he could sort of create. Um, 
So that that stuff was all positive. Uh, you know, Jarvis Landry with a nice catch uh, and run for the touchdown. But and Austin Hooper had the Austin Hooper drive of the season in this one, where he had one big drive that led to a touchdown to him, uh, where he was able to pick up a, a number of receptions working their way down the field and then scored the touchdown and then disappeared. Uh, <laughs> but that was sort of like the thing. You got to the second half and all of a sudden, you know, those things weren't there. The Ravens were covering well and and there was no spacing and the Browns were trying to run the ball to try to create some space. All that really did was sort of eat up clock. Their passing wasn't very effective. Guys weren't open. I mean, the, the, I think it was third and four, which ended up being like a two yard pass that Jarvis Landry dropped was just embarrassing on all. You know, I think that was sort of a, a, an illustration of just how bad things are with, with this. And then they were sort of holding on they miss a 41 yard field goal from uh, McLaughlin, which, you know, sucks, but it's a 41 yard field goal. I, I think we get too caught up in this idea, especially going against that type of kicker in, in Justin Tucker, where he makes everything these aren't chip shots the Browns are missing. That's his shortest kick he's missed this year, 41-yarder. Last year, he was missing 30, 30 yards all over the place. So I don't have a huge issue with that. But, uh, yeah, it, it just became a pro- problem where the Browns couldn't – they had no threats. And and at the end, it seemed like Kevin Stefanski got to a point where he literally went to, went to this saying, we're just got to run some clock. Uh, even though it was like six minutes left and it was a, a, technically a two possession game. I think they basically turtled up and handed the ball off because they weren't getting anything and they didn't want to stop the clock. Uh, it, it's not where, you know, this team wants to be. It's certainly not where Kevin Stefanski wants to be, but that was sort of the reality. And they just sort of had to hang on, which is, is a, obviously an indictment of, of what the Browns have offensively with all these injuries, but Fortunately, they were able to do just enough to hold on the ball. They had the one or one turnover uh, early that didn't that, that yielded three points. But overall, you know, you got enough to uh, enough to win. You got all twenty four points in the first half. You hung on, so it, it's it's good in how they were able to scheme. Bad and ultimately what what the talent sort of rot at the end. You saw some good things on the offense side of the ball. You know, Baker Mayfield, it seemed like, you know, a little bit, you know, and Baker's mobility, it is what it is. Um, you know, you're certainly not going to confuse him, you know, for a lot of other quarterbacks in this league. He was able to escape, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, and able to capitalize on open yards that were there, um, was able to provide two key first downs in different situations that were huge, huge for this team. Um, you've, everybody was wondering, yes, where we're going to see Blake Hans play a little tight end this week. And I almost think they were ready to scrap that after the first holding call. Um, I, was, they were able to... <laughs> I was. I was ready to scrap it. He, he was awful. If he was not good enough to play tackle, he certainly wasn't good enough to play tight end. Well, they, they before they've done it, and it was they did it with Michael Dunn as the tight jumbo tight end. But Hans was awful. He not only did he give up that holding call, but later he gave up a, a either a sack or a hit on Mayfield, which is just abysmal. So it's not getting better. Yeah. The uh, you know. The a guy named Blake experiences, you know, maybe that one's kind of going to be you know, ushered. Out maybe he, maybe he's a backup center. Maybe he's a third string center or, or a fifth string guard, but he, he is not a tackle and he's not a tight end. Yeah. Something that was really, really cool for a couple of weeks. Uh, that one maybe is, uh, you know, done rubbed over with. Um, I do want to go to the interception though, Pete. Um, and, and they did talk about this during the broadcast. Um, I have a hard time believing Baker missed 
by that much. It seemed more like a miscommunication than it certainly did me. It seemed like a bad ball. Yeah, this is one of those where it entirely depends on how the Browns do this. Um, some teams, it's entirely, you know, you have pre-designed routes and you got to go to a certain spot. To me, I think the Browns run more of a read type situation where both the quarterback and the receiver are sort of reading how the defender is playing and then anticipate based off that and go to a spot. And for whatever reason, uh, Baker read it as a straight comeback, although I think that was probably still too far inside even on that. And Landry read it as an out, which produces that really bad miscommunication. For the most part, it's been a comeback this season, so I don't know if that was the reason. But, um, yeah, look, this is the type of thing where, like, you know, people get – really critical of, of Baker Mayfield, which, you know, is understandable, but like in these situations, it's, we're trying, the Browns are trying to be aggressive. They're trying to move the ball down the field a little bit. And then some of these, I think in this case, it was Mayfield's fault, but that's where you can get in these confusing situations where it's not. And, you know, fortunately it didn't matter. It, it felt like sort of just a, a, a small bump in the road, as opposed to like a critical interception. It, it led to a field goal, uh, and the, the Browns were able to, you know, continue playing uh, reasonably well the rest of the half. But, you know, it's it's tough when you don't have any room for error. So it was important that it didn't matter in this one. Uh, but it was still frustrating that, that that's the mistake that was made. No question about it. And, you know, things seem to, you know, obviously there were passes missed. Uh, but it certainly felt, you know, more like, you know, there was something – off there but look you know Jarvis and Baker have obviously had a really good last two weeks together um it was a big bounce back week you know from injury and you know basically you know Marlon Humphrey getting his launch uh so for Donovan Peoples-Jones big big week for him hopefully you cross your fingers you know David Njoku comes back next week we'll see where this team is going to be with Kareem Hunt I mean I don't know Pete and again I'm going to ask you real quick and Kareem if you've heard anything for me, no, it look like sure. it was a shot they, to the knee. Said, all uh, they've said so far is that he's going to have an MRI tomorrow. Uh, ankle and Baker Midfield said he's he's in pretty good spirits. I think he could have gone back in the game. I think they basically said it wasn't worth it. So, you know, that, that could still be a big d- deal. I mean, the, the Browns don't have a typical week. It's Saturday yep. as opposed to Sunday. So we'll see if it matters. I mean, the, 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 the big thing with him is uh, – you you can't miss any plays of, of Kareem Hunt. Like they have no room for error at this point. So losing him, the five games were bad enough. They had other guys. Now they don't. You know, I, I, again, Njoku should be back. You know, if if Harrison Bryant can miraculously get healthy, that'd be great. But even Njoku, DPJ, if he if he continues playing on sort of the the trend he's going on, and then getting getting Kareem Hunt back out there can really change some things up. This team is you know. As we've you know talked a little bit you know here during the season, that, you know, Moore's going to need at the skill position, but there's nothing you can do about that now. You need to capitalize and obviously have you know the best of what's available to you here uh, to make this run. Look, it is the Raiders on Saturday, and you hopefully you know get that done. Figure out you know Green Bay in Green Bay and Cincinnati Pittsburgh, and you know as far as anybody who is an AFC North fan. I don't think at any point you're confident, and I don't think at any point if you're an AFC North fan, you're sitting there saying your season's over. Um, but we got you know four weeks to play, four games to play for 
everybody involved. See how it works out. Certainly, certainly going to be, uh, you know, a crazy and wild ride here for your next four weeks. <clears throat> this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing. We have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you the extra something to keep you going. So throw in your jacket or purse. You never know where you're going to need it because it's the season of peace and love. Don't bring your favorite Built Bar flavor to family parties. People are so passionate about them may start a little bit of an argument. Your friends with Santa? Well, tell your friends to contact Santa because you would like some Bill Bars in your stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas more Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Bill Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a built a bit of that Bilt Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice, melty Bilt Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Like some of these marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on the Bilt Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallow through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate, taste so good, you will not believe they are filled with protein. Go to Bilt.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, all caps, no space, and get 15% off your order. Bet online has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet online remains your one spot for all sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code locked on, all caps, no space. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Pete, you've gotten your assistance this week. You got a loss on Thursday Night Football, and fingers crossed, Thank God, Minnesota pulled it out. You were able to take care of the Ravens today. Looking at this point right now in Cincinnati, early, but 10-3, 49ers leading. Pete, you need to show up week in, week out. Getting David Njoku back will help. Hopefully getting Harrison Bryant will help. Get back, uh, back will help. Getting Kareem Hunt back into the fold certainly can help. Look, you may not be the best version or the version that many anticipated this Cleveland Browns team to be. But what this current version is, if they do what they are capable of this next couple of weeks, it will be just enough. I truly feel that. Not everybody is going to be able to stop the run the way 
and you look at what the Raiders did today, and with Nick Chubb coming up, you know, less than, you know, six and a half days away, you certainly believe that's going to be an issue for them. It's there in front of you. The opportunity is here. Figure it out. Get on the same page. Put together a strong game plan because, and this is crazy enough again, and here I am again, this defense is doing what you need. A little bit more from the offense, and to say this team finds a way and backs themselves into an AFC North title, it's not the craziest thing in the world at this point to think about. Well, the thing is that the Browns is their defense is getting better, but it just has, you know, a series or a drive that's just baffling and, and has to be cleaned up. They're young, very, very young. Yes. Uh, they've got to figure that, you know, they're getting a ton of experience, which is good. They are getting better. Uh, you know, you know, Greg Newsom coming out on Friday was, you know, just one more thing to add to this game. Pete, this reminded uh, me of 2018. You remember we had Derek Willies broke a collarbone, and there were a co- it was it, it reminded me of 2018. It was like, what is going on in these Friday practices that we're getting players not just dinged, but to the point where they're missing like weeks and months. Yeah, it was just, it was just, you know, the the, the sort of like, what else can happen? Obviously, look, uh, him getting a concussion certainly is is better than tearing a pec as was the case for Marlon Humphrey. But, yeah, it was just one more thing to add on. But guys stepped in, guys stepped up. Like, it, it's, you know, the, the Browns defense, missing Ronnie Harrison, missing Anthony Walker, missing Greg. These aren't, these are not, like, small. Like, you, you put that on the, other side of the, on the other side of the ball, and that's death to the offense. Like, they can't afford that many losses. The Browns defense, you know, has a lot of guys that they can plug and play in there. They've got some depth. They've got some – uh, versatility and resilience. They've got to continue to grow with that. And, you know, Baker Mayfield certainly looked healthier in this game. He can, he played well in the first half. Uh, he can continue to get better. Uh, you know, the offensive line, I, I don't know what's going to happen to improve that situation the remainder of the season, but if they can get some more weapons out there and, and create more situations where they can make plays and, and force defenses to account for more than one thing, uh, then they can do more. The Raiders could be an opportunity to, you know, get better. Uh, the, the thing with the Raiders is not untalented, but they they are a mess. Uh, they've just completely fallen apart. As Understandably they so. Understandably half. so. Uh, you know, as they often do in the second half of seasons. But you know, and and they have to come on the road. So it's a it's a big opportunity for the Browns to get right if they get to eight and six. You know, it changes the perspective of this. They still need to win basically every – they basically could probably afford one loss, and you're unfortunately probably pinning that on the Packers, which I really look forward to in terms of how the defense is going to play that game just because of what they have. That's sort of the, the one – they've had four games combined where they gave up 162 points. The Packers feel like they can be another one of those. But if they can put together a good performance, they don't have to like – shut them down necessarily, but if they can just give them a chance to win, that's going to be another opportunity to grow. But I, I don't know that the Bengals as, as good, as much talent as they have can do enough to really, you know, boat race the, the, the Browns that they have, like some of these other teams in part because their offensive line isn't good and their coaching staff to me is a liability. Uh, and that that's, that's a big problem. So the Browns get to host that game. That becomes a big opportunity. So, 
if the Browns can just take care of business within their division, it's going to change the perspective of everything. So that, you know, the Browns get the, the Steelers and the Bengals one more time. The, the Steelers, you know, have a ton of heart right now, but they'd have little else. Uh, and then, you know, the, the Bengals, you know, that's, it's an opportunity to just, you know, to take that season series, which would be huge. You get the Raiders. Now you're at uh, 10 and 10 and six is 10 and seven going to be enough. Difficult to say, but that would be given where this season has gone. I think people can sort of be proud of that effort as much as we thought maybe this team was going to go to the Super Bowl. Clearly they're not, uh, even if they make the playoffs, you know, which would be an accomplishment. I think that's important. I think there's a lot to be taken away from this season in terms of what Kevin Stefanski is trying to institute, what I thought was important for Miles Garrett this week and what he's trying to institute. Yep. Baker Mayfield, like there, there's, I think you're seeing a lot of the things that you want to see from this team in terms of growth and sort of figuring it out. They aren't the Patriots. They aren't the Ravens. They aren't the Steelers where they have this, just the wall is oozing with this sort of expectation of greatness and, and, and understanding what it takes to get there. The Browns don't have that. Joel Batonio is eight years in the league and he feels like he's been here for 30, like the Steelers and the Ravens and the Patriots. They have guys who are, 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 have been with these systems that long where it's just old hat. So we'll see. I mean, it's, as I said, I, I, you know, as much as people want to hate the season, I'm finding myself enjoying it purely from this standpoint of it's not going how we thought it would go. Now, what are they going to do? And now we have an opportunity to see them try to scratch and claw. And if they can do that, I think they can be infinitely better heading into next year and in your, in, in, in the future, because this, you know, it's easy to be, to say all the right things and do all the right things when you're good and you're winning games. It's a lot harder when you're losing and things are, are tense and frustrated. So that's where the Browns can really make a step forward and they can start to become one of these teams that just don't go away. The Ravens wouldn't die. The Steelers don't die. The Browns have an opportunity to start in, asserting themselves into that type of context. Pete, I do want to go into this just before we close it here. You know, Miles Garrett, obviously his comments that he made the other day and, so, and basically, you know, calling out some people without calling out some people, but you do that, you better step up in a major way. And Miles Garrett certainly did that today. He did. Uh, the, the sack fumble touchdown was uh, was spectacular. I think Denzel Ward certainly did his part with his play in this game, showing you know showing up in that regard. I mean, this is the thing. Again, you get lost in this this fact. Miles Garrett is going to turn twenty six, I believe, on at the end of this month. Denzel Ward's still twenty four. Like these are the guys who are expected to lead that side of the ball for the most part. I mean, don't get me wrong. You brought in guys like uh, Walker and and Troy Hill and some of these other guys that can sort of Malik Jackson that can sort of bring in a little bit of this veteran quality. But realistically, these are the guys. John Johnson hopefully is going to get to that level because I'm you know you're hoping hoping he's going to be here a while. He's 25. They need to sort of bring that up. I, I, I think so many people took this as like a negative that all oh, this means they're not working hard, all these other things. I think it was Miles Garrett sort of prodding them to remind them, however good and however prepared you think you are, we're not quite there yet. We've got to take it to another level. And he led the way with that. And then, you know, he, you know, sort of had that proud Papa moment after the game where he's talking about how proud he was with the effort they brought. That's, you know, you could say all the things that are ugly about this football game and ultimately how, how it played out. But that's growth in him, 
as being coming that guy, like, you know, so many reactions were immediately like, oh man, what does this mean about the Browns? If Ray Lewis had done this or, you know, Cam Hayward had done this or some of these other guys on these teams have done this, people would be like, that's what a leader looks like. Why don't the Browns have that? Miles Garrett does that and it becomes, oh, what's wrong with this team? And I think it was really just sort of prodding them to just, he understands how much better they can be than they are right now. And I think he's trying to get them to understand that and and trying to realize their, their, what is a ridiculous amount of potential on that side of the ball. And I think the most important thing that you take away from that is, look, you need, and your emphasis here on the age of the team is certainly, you know, huge and impactful to, you know, where this team is right now. You need this type of thing. And it doesn't hurt to say, hey, I'm not sure if everybody is dialed in as they need to be understanding the severity of the situation. And look, this Brown season, if everybody else didn't play ball and cooperate and basically shoot themselves in the foot, would be over. And you know, Miles Garrett's words the other day is, look, everything is put in front of us, and it's still here. Um, even though we've had a rocky road, even though whatever situations we had, obviously uh, you know, involving a former wide receiver, involving the injuries with your quarterback, players in and out, and I don't want to hear any more about the Ravens injuries because, look, everybody goes through them. My God. But, look, the opportunity is still here. It still remains to – and, look, at the end of the day, you just want that ticket. You want to be playing in the playoffs. We'll see the way it all shakes out. But you get yourself one step closer today. Victory Monday on Lockdown Browns. Browns 24-22 over the Ravens. And the one thing that did chat my ass about today's broadcast – Baker Mayfield did not come into this game with only one win against the Baltimore Ravens. If he had done a little bit of homework, he did have a win his rookie year. So he already had two wins against the Ravens coming into this game today. Come on, folks, just do your simple math. That's all it comes down to. He is Pete Smith. Uh, Pete and the team over at Browns Digest, sportsillustrated.com. They'll crush it this week. Uh, they will give you everything from the game. If you're looking for draft coverage, I know uh, Corey Kinnon over there is killing it. Whatever you need, whatever you want, brownsidejazzsportsillustrated.com. They're doing a fantastic job. The podcast, uh, for Pete's sake, Pete and Nicole, again, always do a fantastic job. This one should probably be a little bit more uplifting than perhaps maybe in weeks past, and understandably so. So make sure you're checking that out. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore uh, the show itself, Locked On Browns, follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open. Questions, ideas, you want to talk. Um, it, look, this is where you're at. There's four to play. And you got over a little bit of a hump today beating this team, getting a little bit more confidence in the room, getting players back. Hopefully, David Njoku. Hopefully, Greg Newsom. Hopefully, Harrison Bryant. Hopefully, Kareem Hunt, you just put your best forward, best foot forward, day in, day out, and achieve what you need to achieve. But everything is still there. The possibilities are still there. The expectations are still there. Even if this team is scuffled to this point, which many teams in the AFC have done, it is all there right in front of you. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out. And with that, it has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Victory Monday. Let's go Browns.